We turn our attention this morning to God's Word in 2 Timothy 3, reading selected verses. These are 1 through 5 and 13 through 15, in which the Apostle Paul writes also to us. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people turn away. Verse 13. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. We are closing in, or maybe already there, two years into a pandemic that doesn't seem to be going away or winding down. During that same time, other troubling things kept on happening, even even today. I'm talking about terrorist attacks or other atrocities around the world, rioting and looting in our country, random acts of violence even in our own state and others. Naturally, people are concerned and they begin to wonder, could such a thing happen in my community? Could it happen on this campus? As children of God, of course, we go to our Heavenly Father for comfort, for guidance and direction, but we have to be used to hearing a partial answer. In every such instance, whether it's in current times or biblical times, you can be sure that God does not, did not, will not cause the violence, the hatred, the insanity at work. You can put the blame for all of that on sin and Satan. Ever since the fall, the devil has been pushing people to the point of murder in a family of all things, ever since Abel died at the hands of his brother Cain, there has been only more of these things, more murders, massacres. And boy, are are people quick to say, even accuse, when they ask, where is God in all of that? Why didn't he stop it? On a certain level, we can understand the impulse of such a question, but there are problems with going there. 
It attempts to know what only God can know. And it really fails to account for the always present and pervasive problem of sin and the damage that it does. Something that the Lord Jesus, along with his apostles, said would get worse as we come closer to the end. That said, we certainly can feel for and should feel for those who have lost loved ones in this way, including children. God does that. Maybe we forget that God knows what it's like to have his beloved son, only begotten son, suffer violence. More than that, out of an incredible love for the world turned against him, he would give his holy son over to that violent death of crucifixion. We're talking about an incredible exception here. The Lord Jesus, as the only one who is truly innocent, the only one born without sin, the only one never to commit sin, the only one by God's design who would be born for the purpose of going all the way to his sacrificial death. What is the devil up to meanwhile? Doesn't he try to wreck it? And quite early? Think of the tragic story of Matthew 2, King Herod and his failed assassination attempt on the infant Christ. As a recent sermon in, in our home congregation of Messiah pointed out, there's a shadow of the cross looming at the cradle of Christ. Now what about us? Who of us can fathom all of that with our limited minds trying to put this together, the grace of God and the justice of God doing what is being done? After 30-some years of following God's will with A-plus perfection, Jesus would volunteer himself to that gruesome, violent death at the hands of murderous men. Even worse, he would endure the abandonment of his father, which was the very agony of hell. What seems so horrific, even heartbreaking, on Good Friday would, as God planned, become the complete payment for all sin, the full purchasing of your forgiveness, and the free gift of eternal life attached. Sealed as certain in the resurrection of Christ, Delivered as the truth in the Holy Scriptures. And brought to you personally at your Christian baptisms. That's the good news that's always there. On that basis, your God of incredible grace and mercy, your Lord of infinite wisdom and intervening power, wants you to know that you are always safe in his keeping. And this starts with a spiritual thing. Your souls safe in the blood of His Son and kept safe through the power of the Spirit working in the same Holy Scriptures that make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. As for the problem of physical danger, the prospect of disaster or violence coming our way, 
Our God remains our best security every day, including the last day, and he would have you keep these words close to your heart. Isaiah 43. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. We pray. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Let's join in singing our closing hymn, hymn 51, all the stanzas, hymn 51.